I love to hear that song, Mary, Did You Know? And I love that song because it's a reminder of just how wonderful Christmas is, just how surprising it is that there are things about Christmas that just could not have been expected. And I think about Mary holding that little baby and the words of the song that one day that child would walk on water, that one day that child would give sight to a blind man, and one day that child would calm a storm with his hand. The Bible says that Mary treasured these things up in her heart. Can you only imagine what she must have been thinking? My favorite two lines in the song, when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. What a reminder that, that God has become flesh. As hard as it is to imagine, God has become flesh. And the other line that so stands out to me, this child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Well, today, Christmas has become such a common thing to us. We love Christmas, we celebrate Christmas, uh, but Christmas is, from year to year, just about the same things. And, and oftentimes it is so common to us that we fail to marvel at what Christmas is. Like this song reminds us, Christmas, the incarnation is so wonderful. It should cause us to marvel each year as we come to this special celebration. And so I want to take just a, a moment or two, and I'll be brief but I want to ask you to think about Christmas in a couple of ways, maybe different than you've thought about it before. And my goal is just to help us today to marvel at the surprising wonder of Christmas that God has become flesh. And so Mary, did you know, first of all, that God, our God, is a giver. If you look through the the historical records of religions around the world, one of the things that you see over and over and over is this uh, practice of sacrifice where people would desire something and they would desire that God give them something. They would desire that somehow they could appease God's anger and get on God's good side. And so people would sacrifice crops or animals or silver or gold, or sometimes people would even sacrifice humans, even children, because they wanted to appease this God so that he would give them a bountiful harvest or, or he would give them fertility or victory in battle. And, 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 and the story of religion across the face of the earth and through the quarters of time is, is largely about people making a sacrifice that, that somehow God would be pleased with them. I did some reading this week of some of those sacrifices. The Bible tells us that the pagan king Moab sacrificed his firstborn son that somehow the God he worshiped might look kindly upon him. Psalm 106.37 says, worshipers of Baal sacrificed their children. We see it through history, the Aztecs, the Incas, the Mayas, the Canaanites, the Minoans, people making sacrifice so that somehow, some way, 
they might be right with God. And things really aren't that much different today. Of course, we don't sacrifice children, uh, but people all over the place and people that you know and people like me and you make all kinds of sacrifices somehow trying to earn the pleasure of God, trying to appease God's anger, trying somehow, some way to be right with God. But here's the miracle of Christmas. Christmas says that it's not about what we give to God, it's about what God has given to us. Christmas says that it's not about first the sacrifice that we make, it's first about the sacrifice that the Father has made when he gave to us Jesus Christ. The miracle of Christmas, John three sixteen. You know this verse, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only son, his one and only son, that we might not perish, but that we would have eternal life if we'll trust him. Here's what is so amazing about Christmas. God is a giver. And contrary to what most people believe, contrary to what most people for thousands of years have believed, contrary to what most people you know believe, Having a right relationship with God doesn't begin with what you give him, but it begins with what he has given us in Jesus Christ. God is a giver. And that is marvelous and surprising, right? And, and we celebrate that at Christmas. God is not a taker. God is a giver. There's one more way to see how amazing Christmas is. I want to say, Mary, did you know that God has come down from the mountain? Uh, when you hear people talk about religion, oftentimes they talk about world religions as pathways to God. And so are you going to take this pathway to God or, or is there another pathway? Is there a better pathway? Is this a real pathway to God? Is that a real pathway to God? And so the question becomes, what path are you going to take to somehow appease the Lord or earn his favor to somehow uh, accomplish the things that he demands of you? How can you choose the right path and, and go down this path? And, and how can you at the end of life be right with God because you've traversed this path? And we have all kinds of paths. I thought about uh, the path of Muhammad, we call that Islam, or the path of Siddhartha Gautama, and we call that Buddhism, or the path of Joseph Smith, and we call that Mormonism, or the path of L. Ron Hubbard that we would call Scientology. There are all these paths, and then some people have suggested that maybe all of these paths lead to the same summit, that they're just different ways to get to the same God. And people say that with more wishfulness than evidence or reason, but you hear that. I want to tell you that the whole idea of meeting God because you go down a path and you ascend a mountain, that is not what Christmas tells us. Here is the good news of Christmas. God has come down the mountain to meet with you. We don't have a right relationship with God because through some uh, incredible spiritual exercise, because of some sacrifice, because we have made such a, a bold commitment, because we have been so obedient, or, 
or anything that we have ascended the mountain. No, Christmas tells us that God has come down to us. I love Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 6. It says that Jesus is God, but he didn't see his status as God as a way to benefit himself. But instead, he came down the mountain. Instead, he humbled himself and took on the form of a servant. He humbled himself and became flesh like you are flesh and I am flesh. And he died to pay not for his sins, but for our sins, the sins of those that he loved. Some people have suggested that life is all about a search for God. But Christmas tells us that life is all about God searching and finding you. People have suggested in the quietest moments of life, maybe in the last hours of life, they will say, I must find God. But Christmas says, God has found you. I want us to marvel at Christmas. I want us to marvel that God became flesh and he loved us so dearly. And I want us to celebrate this by doing two things. First, I want us to embrace the fact that God has come down the mountain for us. Christmas says, it's not just God out there, but it's God here before us. In Revelation chapter 3, it says he stands at the door and knocks. Jesus, God become flesh. And I ask you to celebrate Christmas by accepting the gift that God gives. God comes to us. While we were still sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for us. Christmas is not about us reaching God. It's about us responding because God has reached down to us. And when we believe that and we trust in what Christ has done from his incarnation, God become flesh, through his death on the cross, through his resurrection, when we trust what he has done is sufficient for us to have a right relationship with the Father and be forgiven of our sins and we surrender our lives to him, then we truly celebrate Christmas. Let me pray. Father in heaven, Christmas is a strange thing. Father in heaven, Christmas is surprising and shocking. Father in heaven, I, I can't imagine. It turns everything on its head. Christmas tells us that you loved us first. Christmas tells us that you are a giver. Christmas tells us that you've come down the mountain and you meet us here. And I pray we will respond to that. In Jesus' name, amen.